Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Sunday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. The topic is Your One and Only Father. Part 1. The Paternity of God Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples about the vanity of the Pharisees. They do all their deeds to be seen by men. They love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and salutations in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by men. But there is only one teacher and doctor who is Christ. And there is only one Father who is in heaven. All wisdom springs from Christ. In the words of St. John Paul II, He is the teacher who saves, sanctifies, and guides, who lives, who speaks, rouses, moves, redresses, judges, forgives, and goes with us day by day on the path of history. The teacher who comes and will come in glory. The teaching of the church is the teaching of Christ. Her teachers are to be measured according to the standard of the Lord. In like manner, we say that there is one heavenly Father who is the source of all paternity in heaven and on earth. Ex quo omnis paternitas in celis et in terra nominator. God enjoys the fullness of paternity. Earthly fathers participate in this paternity when they contribute to new life. Those people who foster faith in others also partake in this paternity. St. Paul writes to the first Christians at Corinth, As my beloved children, For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then to be imitators of me. Those believers knew quite well that in their emulation of Paul, they would be imitators of Christ. The apostle was a faithful reflection of the spirit of the master and of God's loving concern for them. The word father can be used in a meaningful way, not only to signify physical paternity, but also spiritual paternity. Therefore, the Roman pontiff is justly known as the common father of all Christians. Whenever we honor our physical parents or our spiritual parents, then we are giving honor and glory to God. Earthly fathers can reflect the divine paternity. So one very good way to live divine filiation is to honor our earthly parents. Part 2. Participation in the Divine Paternity St. Paul wrote to the Christians of Galatia with all the tenderness of a father and a mother. He knew of the difficulties they were experiencing in the newfound faith. Paul suffered at his inability to look after these believers who lived so far away. My little children, with whom I am again in travail until Christ be formed in you. 
He compares them to the child in a mother's womb. The apostle felt a paternal responsibility for his children in need. The church teaches us that the people who foster our faith through preaching and baptism should also be seen as parents. We participate in the spiritual paternity of the many Christians whom we have helped to find Christ. Sometimes, this formation entails suffering and fatigue. This paternity increases to the degree of one's generosity. God manifests His fatherhood to Christians like a teacher who instructs not only His disciples, but whoever is capable of understanding Him. The spiritual paternity is an important part of the earthly reward, which God grants to those who respond to a divine vocation. St. Jose Maria Escriva tells us, He is generous, he returns a hundredfold, and this is true even of children. Many deprive themselves of children for the sake of his glory, and they have thousands of children of their spirit children, as we are children of our Father in heaven. The Blessed Virgin exercises her maternity over Christians and over all mankind. Mary will teach us how to have a magnanimous soul, large enough for the many people we want to bring to her Son. Again from St. John Paul II. Let us remember furthermore that merciful love also means the cordial tenderness and sensitivity so eloquently spoken of in the parable of the prodigal son and also in the parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin. Consequently, merciful love is supremely indispensable between those who are closest to one another, between husbands and wives, between parents and children, between friends, and it is indispensable in education and in pastoral work. St. Ambrose has written these bold words, which should not fail to make a real impression on us. According to the flesh, there is only one mother of Christ. According to the faith, Christ is the fruit of all of us. Again from St. Jose Maria, If we become identified with Mary and imitate her virtues, we will be able to bring Christ to life through grace in the souls of many who will in turn become identified with him through the action of the Holy Spirit. If we imitate Mary, we will share in some way in her spiritual motherhood, and all of this silently, like Our Lady, without being noticed, almost without words, through the true and genuine witness of our lives as Christians, and the generosity of ceaselessly repeating her fiat, which we renew as an intimate link between ourselves and God. Part 3. Apostolate and Spiritual Paternity St. Paul identified himself with Christ and his teaching. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This explains his anxiety for all the churches. He felt responsible for the many souls who had been converted through his preaching. He wanted to keep them on the right path. 
This was his constant preoccupation. It was also the cause of his greatest suffering. Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is made to fall, and I am not indignant? St. Paul is an exemplary model for every pastor in the church. The Second Vatican Council has called on all pastors to behave as fathers in Christ. They should take care of the faithful whom they have begotten by baptism and their teaching. Our love for those we have brought closer to God is not a mere superficial affection. It is the same love that the Incarnate Son has for us. The Son has given it to us so that we might give it to others. What does the child's love for others generate in him? The same desire as that of the Son, their sanctification and salvation. This love will make us more concerned for others in their pursuit of sanctity. Good example, fraternal correction when necessary, a word of encouragement, joy, optimism, good advice. Our friends should be able to count on our daily prayer and mortification. Again from St. John Paul II. This paternal love always involves a special readiness to expend oneself and be poured out for the sake of those who come within one's range of activity. In marriage, this readiness, even though open to all, consists mainly in the love that parents give to their children. In virginity, this readiness is open to all who are embraced by the love of Christ the spouse. In the case of virginity, or apostolic celibacy, the Lord expands the heart of His disciple to a more profound capacity. For generosity to God does not put restrictions on the human heart. Quite the contrary. This disposition enriches and ennobles the potential of our human nature. As we care for those around us, we will come to understand the tender mercy which our Father God has for us. This realization will help us to persevere in our struggle for holiness. We will find new strength to forge ahead. St. Joseph can teach us a great deal about how to look after others. St. John Paul II asked, why should the fatherly love of Joseph not have had an influence upon the filial love of Jesus, and vice versa? Why should the filial love of Jesus not have had an influence upon the fatherly love of Joseph, thus leading to a further deepening of their unique relationship? Those most sensitive to the impulses of divine love have rightly seen in Joseph a brilliant example of the interior life. Let us learn from the Holy Patriarch and how to grow in love for our neighbor. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. 
Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.